When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. Thank you. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. Only chance in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mugger. I'm joined this week by a panel of esteemed gentlemen and Elijah. Uh, Elijah, Whoa. how goes it? <laughs> that's crazy. That's, that, that's a crazy and that direct even, but I'm good. Hey, hey yo. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying, Reams? I'm good, you know. I'm good. Yes, yeah, your first pod for a minute, no? Or have you been on? Have I, nah, I was you? on it. I wasn't, not last week, but I think the week before that I was on. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I wasn't on that one. And Sebi, how you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. It's fucking hot, mate. It's baking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is that cheeky uh, week of heat. Uh, just before carnival and then it starts to rain on the day of. Um, before I go into the usual, got to do the usual and plug the socials. So if you're not following on the Twitter, TLF underscore Mugger, uh, not to tweet uh, to our own horn, but probably my favourite social media account on the Touchline Network. Uh, cracks me up daily. Um to give that a follow if you're on the Twitter, if you're somebody who listens on Spotify, Spotify have added this feature which allows you to, aside from rate pods, also kind of give some thoughts on how how, how and why you like the pod. So give us a five-star rating, give us your thoughts. I do read through them. Much appreciated. Um, and yeah, with all that being said and done, let's get into the business of what we do every single week. Make United great again. Cool. So 
Big game early on in the season, game week two. We have to go to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Um, I'll start with you, Elijah. Um, obviously, we had the Monday night kickoff. Uh, and even though we won, between your article and the mood in the Mugger chat since that game, I went into the Spurs game with zero, zero hope that we would get any sort of re- result. But what, what were your thoughts going into the game? Um, my thoughts were, um, I I thought that he would continue with pretty much the same team, except for maybe take out Garnacho. Um, and I thought that we would probably get a draw. I, I, I thought it would be like a score draw because Spurs are quite bad the, 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 the defensively. They give up a lot of chances. Um, but I do think the pressure they would have put us under would make us concede. I, I thought maybe like a 1-1 one, one, or, or a 2-2 like last season. <clears throat> and, yeah, those are my thoughts. Um, I was quite surprised that Garnacho start, started again, which is not that bad because I do feel like it's good that it's, it's good in a sense that Ten Hag done that because you can't just keep putting a kid in for a start and then just take taking him out immediately if he doesn't perform. But um, yeah, I do I do think these past two performances have shown that he's not quite ready to be a starter yet. But that's not his fault. But yeah, going into the game, um, yeah, I, I, the, the mood has dropped significantly um, since. Um, I can't, I can't, I can't remember what, what it was exactly, but it, but 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 a week before the season started, the mood just dropped significantly, and I think it was just was it when we realized we weren't getting any more players in. I think like we thought Maguire was going, we thought McTominay was going, we thought Amrabat yeah. was coming in. I yeah. think when we realized, hold on, Maguire's not leaving now. I think that was the start of the run. Yeah. That was the start, and and like I said, ever since we done that third kit uh, announcement, everything's been, been going wrong, man. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's who made that announcement, man. What's his name? Ah, uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, um, I wasn't going into it super confident. Um, I just feel like, yeah, um, we're gonna need to get through these next few weeks and just come out as unscathed as possible but yeah cool i'll come across to to you reams um obviously you're somebody who not to say nobody else on the podcast is but you like to watch games a couple of times over as for the first time we watch a game it's quite like mixed in with our emotions you saw the performance against wolves on the monday what did you think ten Hag was trying to achieve by going with the same lineup did you think there was some maybe quick wins he could have had with by making some changes what what were your thoughts about the, the, the approach going into the game? I think Ten Hag is a guy that is a very what's the word I'm looking for? He's a very meticulous guy. He's very detailed with his ideas, and he has been obviously working with this group of players on principles. On um, he, there's a word he Elijah, there's a word he always uses in his press conferences. Yeah, and he's like, we didn't stick to our is it principles that he says? Yeah, like, I think it's yeah. principles. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, he's like, we always broke our rules or something like that. Yeah, and like, so I feel like he thinks in training, this group have been working on stuff that he wants to see implemented in games. And he thinks going away from this group is basically like throwing away everything they've, everything right. they've worked with. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So he's yeah. not going to abandon everything they've been working in training just because one bad performance or one bad result. So I think him sticking with the same lineups is in line with Ten Hag and how he's been throughout his whole career. 
Like you, you could even ask Ajax fans. He, he's like, even when guys are playing poor, he still sticks with them because those are the guys that he thinks has been understanding his principles, his rules in training, and those are the guys that's going to implement it. So he might he might trust his coaching to a fault sometimes. Um, I think I think he's a good coach. I think the personnel is not ideal for the style of football. Whatever for the style of football he wants to play, the the type of chances he wants to create, the way he wants to build play or whatever in it. Like I just don't think the personnel is ideal, but this is the personnel he has. This is who he's been working with, and he doesn't feel like going away from that will be productive because he's basically abandoning everything that they've been working on. Right. So he almost has to give it time to settle in because if this is like his first team in training and this is the one who are learning the principles, as you call it, bringing in people who aren't in that first team, who aren't, haven't been as drilled in the principle, you're anticipating less productive results or he's anticipating less productive Yeah, I, I'm no, I disagree with him. I feel like he's a bit too stubborn. Like, I feel like there's players in the squad that are much better suited for the style he's trying to play and he won't give them a look in. So right. I think right. that's, that might be his downfall. Um, Obviously, We've questioned this talent ID many times. He's not a flipping director of football. He's not a scout. Like, talent ID shouldn't be his job. You know what I mean? But, like, he's got to take a bit of the blame as that as well. Like, he's clearly a good coach. Um, It's just the players that he's brought in, it seems like, are, like, counterproductive to, like, the type of football he's trying to play. That's the one thing I just don't really get. Mm, yeah. Seb, let's talk about the first half. Um, I was there. Um, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was by the end of the game. It was, I got out there as quickly as I could, man. <laughs> Seb, let's talk about the, the, the first half and how the, how the game started for you. Uh, the, fu- the fact that you kept that you was there, yeah, as silent as possible is actually killing me. I didn't, I posted it in the chat. I no, man, no one stop saw that. lying, stop no, lying. No <laughs> I posted it in the chat a couple of times, my G. Oh my god! But um, <laughs> I'll tell you like, a funny story when you finish. Um, but yeah, man, first half, I thought we played all right. First half, you know, I thought like it was an improvement from Wolves, um, and uh, similar to uh, what Reem said in regards to the principles. When I saw the starting lineup, I thought, okay, this is a guy that's been working with this set of players, like Reem's mentioned, and he wants them to get it right. But kind of like you know, them things where. Like, let's say, like, one of your parents told you to do something, you do it shit, but then, so they say, go and do it again, like, type of vibe, like, as a as a punishment, yeah. And I felt like that was what I was kind of getting from him as well. And that's what I get from him on a consistent basis. Like, I know you can do better than this. So what the hell that you dished out is not you. You need to go and do it again and go and do it properly. Um, and, yeah, man, I think that we started, started bright. Um, actually, no, sorry, I think Spurs started bright, but then we got into the game. Um, and I felt that we was doing really, really well in the game. Um, but uh, uh, a, a habit I've seen of, of of Manchester United is that, one, I think that there's, like, no power in this team, right? So when I mean, like, no power in this team, is like, when I watch us play, there isn't no power. So, for example, when we're on a team and when we're, when we're consistently attacking... Right, I don't feel like we're overpowering that team. I I feel like you know the attacks are coming, the waves are in spurts, but I don't feel like this team. I, I don't feel like the team is as under pressure as I would like them to be. Right, I don't really get that sense. Right, and when we was attacking Spurs and we had like good spurts to play, I really felt like Spurs were comfortable. Even the golden opportunity. 
um, like obviously Rashford was offside, but let's say that Bruno's one, yeah, which is a, obviously a golden opportunity or whatever. It kind of like, yeah, we was on top, but it kind of like was some random worked goal. It wasn't like I didn't think there was any really any any pattern to it. Bruno should have scored, but I just don't think that would have been the end of the game. Um, it's just a pattern of that United that we just there's no power. We as well as we're we're attacking and we're doing well, we can like quick quite quickly get overwhelmed. Mm. And once we get overwhelmed, and when you say yes. just to delve into that like point a mm. bit more, you say there's no power. You're talking literally from like a physical PMP um, from um, from how how, how, we, thing. how we oh go on say that again. Yeah, from a mentality aspect, okay, right? Okay. You know, like uh, aggressiveness. Sorry, okay. maybe maybe like there's no aggressiveness in it to attack. Like I don't see that. You might see like one fast like build up play in the game or whatever, but it's not consistent. Do you know what I'm trying to say? And you do actually also going into like the physicality of the of of the players. Sometimes you need that physical guy who's got to go past two players and keep the attack keep the attack flowing. Or once you've lost the ball, the physical guy who can run back, go get the ball back and keep the attack flowing. I just there's just a mentality and just like one physical player that I think's missing in the midfield. Um, and that's why teams with physical midfielders that are technically good as well can easily overpower us. Yeah. Um Elijah Reams, anything else you guys want to add on Seb's comments and also how you felt the first half went? Um, yeah, good. Yeah, I like I spoke better. Like you could talk. Um, yeah, I feel like the first half, like the first five minutes, Spurs came out really quickly. Then, for I think for the next 30 minutes, 25 30 minutes, we were good. Rashford showed some spurts. Um, we were, a- we were able to get into their half quite well, especially with Onana a few times. He was actually. A- excellent on the weekend um and but i feel like the problem is is that with like we spoke about car is that the final third play is so poor like it's just really really poor like between car Garnacho and anthony they had so many looks and then it wasn't even like a final ball it's just that pass before the final ball that they were fucking up a lot um, and then even gone out trying like even what Seb said in, in terms of how we create, create our chance. I think the mountain one just came from a turn from a turnover from Spurs, and then the, the Bruno one came from a turnover from Spurs, and then Mount crossed it in. And then I think even the Rashford offside one was a turnover from Spurs as well, and then Shaw crossed it in. Um, and then the Rashford one that um, the keeper blocked, I, I can't remember where that came from, but it. it it was a nice slide roll pass and then Rashford thankfully took it off Anthony because he, he would have made nothing of that. But I just feel that our final third play has just been really poor and it just really needs to improve. I, I mean, Rashford wasn't great in terms of his hold-up and link-up play, but that's not re- really his game. Um, Garn actually, as I said before, he didn't have a good game. Anthony was uh, poor as usual. Bruno had a good 30 minutes, then after he missed that chance, he lost his head. And then, and then for the rest of the game, he was just sulking and doing his usual bullshit. It's, it's pathetic that he's... It's, it's just... It's his so... ability to, like, lose his head in a moment and that ruin, like, the rest of his game is a bit it's, crazy. Like, like, yeah. It's perfect. Like, it's really perfect because this is, like... He's the 
captain on, then even if you look at the second goal, the way he's running back to not support, the way he's not running back to support the that Dalo makes it so easy for that pass to be made. And mm. it's just that I, I know you're out on the wing. I know you missed that chance. I know you've been played bad. She said, but, but brother, you still need to go back to help the, the Dalo there. It was just really bad. Um, Mount, um, I, I actually think in the first half, he he was better off the ball than he was on the ball, mm. um, which is a weird thing to say about a player who's better it's supposed to be better in the final third. Um, and yeah, and to be fair, Shaw, yeah, Shaw's performance really pissed me off as well. I, was, that I, I don't think... them, was that one of them? This guy's of effing dumb performances. Yeah, he's, he, yeah. Or not that bad, but not good. This is what I, this is what I was saying on the weekend. Like, this will always cap him because it's just like he has all the qualities, but then these performances where he's basically trying to cheat. Like he's not running back properly. He's just he's, he's trying to he's, he's trying to take the yellow card. He's trying to take a yellow card or a foul, or he's diving in. Because the amount of times the first half Martinez has to cover for him was actually ridiculous. And then even for for, for the first goal, I, I don't care what anyone says. There's no reason for sure to be that tucked in that early on in in the phase of play for Spurs. God, Nacho definitely should have done better. But why is Shaw was basically right n- next to Mar Martinez when Spurs had had, had switched the ball to, o- over to that side, and then he doesn't even come come out to help God Nacho. It's and and you all and he's done he's done that for ten years as well, and I'm tired of it, man. Like it's just pathetic. Like it wow, was just, a decade, a decade. Yeah, man. yeah, man. It's Scary, gonna be man. a decade and. Uh, uh, 2024, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, it was just like the performance was very underwhelming. But this is what I expect because at, at the end of the day, there are two starters in that team. One is a goalkeeper, and the other is someone who doesn't fit the requirements for what we need him for. Apart from that, it's the same team as the last se- season. So, there's not much else to expect. We just, there, there needed to be more changes and more signings really but they were meant to be no and um do you so do you let's say we got an amrabat um let's say he was available for that game does that change the performance i think it helps let's talk about bird dogs bird dogs make you look good they're stretched khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg giving you a truly sculpted look they fit better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff restricting cotton bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long so how do you get them? You go to birddogs.com forward slash pool and enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com forward slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. I think it helps with Casemiro. I mean, Casemiro as well. Didn't speak on him, but I, 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 I don't know why he's... Good Hold on, we'll get out. to the second half. You'll get, you'll get your... Okay. You'll get your turn. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the second half um, is where it seemed to just ca- absolutely cascade. Um, they kind of gained the ascendancy the last like five, ten minutes of the sec- of the first half. 
Um, and then they just came out of the second half and it was literally one-way traffic for pretty much the whole half. What did they change and what did we not react to in the second half that, that made it such one-way traffic? Because as much as we don't necessarily like the profiles of the players that he brought in and the fact that probably about half of the team just aren't good enough, um, we did have good moments in the first half. So what did Spurs do in the second half to, to put an end to that? I think they had a chance to reset. And also, like, realise and figure out tempo and realise, you know, we're not that good. Man United are not that good. Um, I think, bro, the foot, like, as, like it, it kind of, so they they had a period, so they had the five, first five minutes and they had the last 10 minutes of the first half, right? And I think the coach will probably look at that and say, look, look at the periods of, uh, of play where you played really, really well and it couldn't really touch you. The periods of play that they played well, they didn't really do nothing or whatever. So right. let's just go on. Let's pick up like how we left off and like let's really, you know, up the tempo. And I think if you look at, if you look at, look, I've been talking about this since last year, bro. Like if you, you can like midfield, you can get a midfield just full of PMP and they're going to roast Man United. Right, they're gonna. If you pick up the ball, if you can dribble, if you can, you know, if you've got a bit of pace, you're gonna cook that midfield. So I think the midfielders at that Spurs had started to get a bit more confident, started to take a bit more risks. Um, and yeah, man, as I said, like tempo changed. I also think another thing is once Anthony got that yellow and Bruno got that yellow, Bruno could not recover, man. For after that, after that, Anthony again couldn't recover. Um, and as Elijah said, a key thing that people like forget about, right, is um, the moment before the moment, right? So the moment before the final pass, that is our biggest issue, right? Our biggest issue is the moment before the moment. How many times we get into key areas and we just can't deliver to somebody to say it off to somebody. So once, you know, those things started to happen, Anthony trying to dribble, like people's heads are going down. Like, you know, you, you've got Anthony, you've got Ganacho. They're not... They're, uh, they're Anthony not... is a... Oh, I, like, no, that's, 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 I hate to... Well, I hate to yeah, go on. Yeah, no, sorry. Like he's, uh, I said it uh, today, for me, pound for pound, our worst ever signing. But um, when you've got players like Anthony and stuff like that, who are just like, just keep losing the ball, can't do nothing or whatever. Like these players are human. Mentality, like just, I've, I've seen I've seen players like literally zap, their confidence zap uh, minute by minute while playing for Man United because their players they're playing with are shit, right? And I think, you know, I think, you know, as a team, like even if in our day-to-day work, if we're all in a team and we've got like four guys who we have to pick up the fucking, uh, we have to pick up, the, the rest of the work for they're not talented they're shit or whatever what happens to the rest of the team it becomes infectious right you might start the day and meaning well and say you know what fuck it, i'm gonna go through all my work today right but when you see fucking jim around the corner he's throwing paper airplanes this is asking you the formula for excel this other you is on 10 million smoking breaks or whatever you're like nah man this is dead yeah. and i just feel like pe- people have basically got to that stage with united Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Elijah, you, you touched on uh, Casemiro, and um, he's a player who's coming under a lot more scrutiny on a game-by-game basis. Um, what were your thoughts on his performance on Saturday? Um, I think in that period where we were good, he was getting through a lot of work, and it was good that um, I think Mount's position 
helped him a lot in terms of it split his workload. So rather than rather than than him being the single pivot, he was more on that right side. So he was concentrating on protecting that space. Um, his passing was still on and off and things like that. Um, and there were, and there were times where he would go to press the ball and then it would skip him and then we were quite open. I think that happened once or twice in the first half. Um, but he was fine. But then once once Spurs made made the changes in terms of um, making sure Pursuma and Mamadson were able to constantly get on the ball, uh, we just got overrunning midfield and then he was he, he had just too much work to do. Bruno was being Bruno, Mount went m- missing, so it was just a lot of work for him to do. Um, I do feel like he's being set up really because I feel like his partners have been Ericsson and Mount, and to be honest, that's fucking really ridiculous when you're coming Sabotage, from sabotage yeah yeah like st- things like that it's, 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 it's like i was saying on like saturday this is not like a player who's 23 24 who can grow in and that this is this is who he is he's 31 he has his deficiencies and ten hog is talking about he wants to win now then but your but your linchpin of your midfield is 31 and your buying players that aren't going to help him that makes me to me it, it to me there's just a conflict of i ideas there and that seems to be a, a problem with a lot of this team there's just a conflict of ideas in what we presumably will want to be and then what we are now and what is being done and i feel like casimir is a key part of that in terms of we know what he's excellent at and he he is having to do more than he did at Real Madrid because we are a worse team, so he's having to do more in terms of on the ball stuff. But you have to get players that complement that, and you're surrounded around Bruno and Mount, and we're not even gonna comp- compensate that with our backline because at the end of the day, v- v- Varane is great defensively on the ball; he's okay at best. But if 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 we're going to have deficiencies in the mid- midfield, your your distribution from the, from the back line has to be top. And that's what happened at Ajax. They had Berghaus, Alvarez and Gravenberch, but in their back line, they had Timber, they had Mar- Martinez, they had Blint. They had um, like... Real, deep, real ball, real ball. Like ball. ballers. And mm. they even had Onana and Gold. Like the, the, the whole back five could ball out, yeah, and take, and take, take the pressure off. But we don't have that, so it's it's just it's very weird. And then yeah, I, I feel like it, I, I feel like for me it's half and half from Casemiro. He does need to do better. Like the going to ground stuff is get it's, it's really weird. I really 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 hate it. And his passing, um, he he needs to shut sh- sharpen up with that. Really, if he needs to be more disciplined with his passing, then he might just have to do it for a while. Um, but I mean, to me, he's just been. Hung out to dry defensively, and it's just kind of stupid to me. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to come across to you, uh, Reams. Uh, I want to ask you about not even one player. I want to ask you about the forward line, Anthony, uh, Rashford, and Garnacho. What What are your thoughts on them after a couple of games? How can Ten Hag get more out of them? What What changes can he potentially make within the squad? How do I type out that sound? That's, that's episode title right there. EFFT. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a great front three. Garnacho, right now at this stage of his development, he's 
he's he's an impact player. Maybe as he like gets a bit better, like physically IQ wise, he can he, he can start a few more games. But right now, coming off the bench when the game state is a little bit more stretched, where he can get him behind, that's his best state right now. Rashford, he's doing a job up top. It's not his best position. We know that. We know he don't really have the the ideal skill set for like a for like a four for like a centre forward. He's still a danger because he he has the ability to run in behind, so he'll always be a goal threat. But like the overall game, the hold up play, the link play, it's not it's not amazing. But we know he's doing a job there. He doesn't really like playing there. He's come out and said it. Um, so we've we've moved Rashford out of his best position to accommodate a, a, a lack of a striker, if you will. Anthony is like, bro, like, how much more words can I waste on Anthony? Really, like, what, 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 what more can I really say about Anthony? <laughs> that, do you know what? That's what do you know what the maddest thing is? That's the exact same words I used in my personal match review as well. <laughs> just like, <laughs> I, I have, I have no more words. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's just like, bro, like, it's either he's gonna get better. It's either he has to get better, otherwise we're in trouble. He's not good enough right now. It's it's, it's, it's as simple as that. But and why is he so shit? I don't understand. Like this is, and it seems to like. Bro, oh, I know we've we, we, like, we probably had this conversation a million times, but he weren't even that good in the in the Dutch league. He wasn't even that good. <laughs> he wasn't good. Like playing for the that... best team in the league. He was all right. <laughs> he was actually just all right playing in the Dutch league. Jesus Cody God. Gakpo was better than him in the Dutch league. Clear. And we're like, like a third of the price. Like, right. I was saying with Javi Simmons as well, he's not even like a left winger like that. If you don't pop numbers as an attacker in the air, the disease, then, you, then, then, then you're not good. I, I, yeah. I'm so he, sorry. He, he had worse numbers than Javi Simmons. He had worse numbers than Sinistera. He had worse numbers than no. Akpo. He had worse numbers than Kudus had last season. He had worse numbers than Steven Bergwijn. Like, he's he was not that good. Steven Bell, so I was going like a goal a game for like two months, man. Nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing about Anthony and his signing makes any sense. The only thing, the only thing I can use to rationalize it is that Eric Ten Hag made a drink off this deal. That's the, that's the only thing that, if that came out, I would be like, okay, this all makes sense now. But other than that, I don't get it. Gosh. So obviously, Hoyland is uh, like slowly working his way back to fitness. So you potentially see an attack of Rash back on the left, Hoyland up top. And whatever. when he sees when he sees what this team's gonna need, his back's gonna be fucked again, bro. This guy's carry us, <laughs> <laughs> bro. If if Hoyland is good, then what that cooking? could be an avenue for Anthony to become no no useful. It's like close. Man said Anthony. That's like that's like that's like when that's like where Max said Igadala. What's that? You can't. I'm going where you can't follow. Let me learn. What what my what my essentially what my point is. Best case scenario: Anthony ever becomes a useful player for Manchester United. Hoyland being good will go a long way to facilitating that. Because an athletic guy who can occupy centre backs, running behind, provide a crossing threat, provide a Anthony likes a low like cut in and reverse pass onto the right in between the like the left centre back and the left back pass. If Hoyland Hoyland likes making that little channel run, so these are the kind of things that can help make Anthony a more useful player. But at the end of the day, the best thing to help Anthony become a useful player is him getting better at football, which is. It's wishful thinking at this point. Just simply become a better professional. 
That's what we're asking. Like, there's man. nothing Holland does is gonna allow Anthony to be get better using his right foot. Only he could do That's that. Like nothing that... what he does every day in training. Try and become a better professional. And it's, this is what we've got. And he's been doing this for the last 10 years of his life, man. I can't believe <laughs> shit. I honestly cannot believe this shit. I actually yeah, respect I him. I, actually, I, I respect him a lot because he made it out of an illustrious academy in fucking Sao Paulo. Um, he flipping made it to the biggest team in the Netherlands. And then he made move from the biggest team in the Netherlands to the biggest team in England, all while having no talent. Like, yeah, this, this that is, is pretty this, impressive. This is this crazy, is, man. This, this He's is the hustler of the decade. This is espionage, man. This is, this is <laughs> just, like, there's a decadal criminal league somewhere because there's no way bro makes it from This, is, grand, this is Grand Theft like, football, man. Hundreds, hundreds. It's one of those old school Fergie deals, bro. Something going on over there, man. <laughs> I don't know what they're cooking, but it's fucking foul. Um, he wasn't Sancho, even better than he, he was not better than David Neres was. At that's the, bro, bro, he was not better than Quincy Perlman. Uh, also, no, I wanna, I wanna know. Okay, everyone, just mute your mics. I don't want anyone to laugh because this is super serious. Okay, I want to know if, if oh, for fuck's sake, forget because I'm really laughing. I'm laughing because I'm preemptively thinking that people are going to take this wrong. But I want to know <laughs> right now where Van der Sar is because I'm seeing. <laughs> Because I'm seeing kudos for 35 million, who is twice the player fucking Anthony is. So Van der Sar still must be out of action. It, that's the only way these <laughs> things are cooking, bro. Like I, I don't get it, bro. Timber no, no, is no, before Van der Sar went to Arsenal. He didn't actually work for Ajax anymore. So whoever, whoever the league, I think it's Ben. I think it's like yeah. Yeah, it's See, we got fucking, nah. This is definitely a scam, bro. Van <laughs> has gone. Nah, man. This, this There's actually no paper trail as to who signed off or what on the ad. Yo, remember that time that was Arsenal's director of football? Yeah. Yeah. And they did an investigation into the Nico Pepe deal when he got fired. Yeah. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. That's and, what needs to happen to Jonathan Murtaugh right now, bro. <sighs> When they do an investigation into that deal and see that Murtaugh is 10 million richer after that deal got went through, <laughs> then this guy has been robbing us for 10 years since Moyes was here. I'm onto that Murtaugh guy. Moyes, boys. I actually wanted to ask you about Sancho's cameo as well, Reem. What do you think? Sancho? I forgot he played. <laughs> I can't even ask you. I thought it was decent when he came on. Sorry, before I answer that question, yeah. Elijah, mm. is this Murtaugh guy the guy that sold us Fellaini, Schneiderlin, and Lukaku? No, so he was he was um he was like the head of sports science at Everton with Moyes, I think, and then he must have brought him through because obviously Fergie was like the whole club, so basically Moyes must have brought brought him through just to like help modernize the club and that, and then work with youth football and stuff like that, and then he got more and more prominent o- over the years. And like people think he started like having hands in transfer dealings since um like for the last two years, but it's been much longer than that. No, but he's, he's been at United for ten years. Yes, he's been at United for for, 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 for ten years, man. 
How can you stink it up? Oh my days! No, How the no, hell do no, you guys no, get promoted no. from within at United after all the fuckery no. we've seen? How do you promote? How do you promote in house when you're a failed state? You know how we promote promote in house when you got owners who don't actually give a fuck what's Fam. going on. That's how you promote in house, man. Where's right, my unless... Norwich scarf, man? Where's my Norwich <laughs> scarf? <laughs> Where unless is it? We, unless we have owners who come in and demand the best in class, and people are actually held accountable and heads roll when things fail and when the cut money is the club is hemorrhaging money. This will continue. This is what people don't understand when they say, oh, you're not losing and you start moaning about the Glazers. The Glazers are the ones who've allowed the club to be run this way because they're still able to siphon out as much money as they can. Like, people are still telling me we're selling. We ain't selling shit, man. We ain't selling shit. We literally did this maybe a year too late because now they're under 10 hours like, hmm, this might be cooking. <laughs> if this might be cooking, then there's more money to make. And if there's more money to make, we're going to make more money and we're still going to sell at a ridiculous profit. We're going to sell at three times the price we bought this club for. Nah, more, more, more than that. <laughs> crazy. It's crazy, man. It's, it's it's absolutely insane. But yeah, before we go on, uh, Reem, Sa- Sancho, what were your thoughts on, on his cameo? I'm going to be nice. That's a, that's, a very, that's a very lovely young man there, so I'm going to be nice. But... You know, like, man, that was you know, a like two pack a, of ass, man. Huh? <laughs> that was a two pack of ass. You know, like, when <laughs> I said, sorry, I said, let's be nice. <laughs> you know, like, when you go to Tesco, yeah, and you say you want a cup of meal there or something, innit? and you get your sandwich, you get your drink, and then you go to the crisp section, and all the good crisps are gone, and you're mm. left with, like, I don't know, like, ready salted or something like that. And you're like, oh fuck, like it's gonna have to do in it. Like it's it's better than nothing. That was that Sancho cameo. Mm. Fucking hell, man. Yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. And listen, and listen, and listen, and listen, I need to speak on this, right? Yeah, go on. I, I feel like I feel like it's so bad right now in terms of like our wing options. It's, like standards are just continuing to slip, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like when Sancho first came, the the bar that we had for him that we would have considered a good performance compared to the bar that we have now that we consider a good performance is like it's not in is is nowhere near the same. When's the last time? Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Like now, all it has to be is keep the ball a couple of times. If he doesn't turn the ball over every time he gets it, man are like, yeah, he changed the game. Yeah, maybe beat a player maybe once and um, play a couple of forward passes. Sancho was bright, you know. He's showing me a little, he's showing me a little, show me a little, show me a little. Hag is that why play him false nine all pre season to then not play him there? Ah, uh, my days, I just what? don't understand it. What? Like, like, I am generally at, like, there's actually just no reason for him to do that. So, oh, someone said, oh, it was kind of like, um, he basically done what he done with Tellers to kind of like mimic Martinez. And I said, but who is Sancho mimicking? To, like, Marsh, is it Martial? Is he supposed to be Martial? But even that doesn't make sense because I'm just like, 
even Martial, the way we play with Sancho would be totally different to Martial because Martial can actually hold up the ball somewhat. If, if you play the ball, if, if, you, if you play a long ball into Sancho, there's Martial zero can chance. It, Martial can make it stick, Sancho can, yeah. yeah. It, it, like, to me, it just makes no sense. Like, I find... And the worst thing is, is that he, he does it, then keeps Rashford central, and then Sancho on the left. And I'm like, what are you... Like, that to me is just like, what is the fucking point? Like, you're wasting everyone, everyone's time. Just move Rashford back to the left and put Sancho up front. So he doesn't really get in the way, and then we at least have Rashford on the left again. Like this is all like I, th- I, I think I think that with the thing with Sanchez, like he is one of the few players in that front line that are, I guess you could say is good at retaining the ball. So I guess that's why Ten Hag kind of sees value of him on the wing. Like it said, like Garnacho's ball retention isn't great. Like Anthony's ball retention is pretty decent in it, but he's, he's a nothing player. And Sancho, like can retain and like combine or something like that. So I guess that's where Ten Hag, that's what that's where Ten Hag sees a value with him, which is why I thought he would continue playing him through the middle. Because if you have two like kind of more like dynamic wingers in like a Garnacho and like a Rashford who could run in behind, you want someone in through the middle who could like get on the ball, maybe turn, maybe try find them with a pass or something like that in it. So that's why him abandoning something that he was he was working on and he. In his press conference, we know Ten Hag's a lie in his press conference, but in his press, con- press conferences, he sounded like he was pretty pleased with what Sancho was doing in pre-season. So, I don't know. At this point, you just can't really trust anything this guy says, bro. <laughs> okay. Even though, even, so- even, even though he said when Kobe Mainu comes back, he's getting bare minutes and I'm like trying to, I'm putting all my stocks into into those words. Only for him to start with Hannibal in the uh, under uh, PL2. Um, it's only two games in. so So, a couple of questions. How, how worried are you so far, and and when and when the alarm bells start ringing? And thirdly, um, what are your expectations for this team if we make no more signings this transfer window? If there's no Ornstein Bomber at the end of this month, then boy, Ornstein. <laughs> if there's no, if there, if that... I need it to slap. I need, I need, need the Bomber. I need the Bomber. I need it to slap. If, if there's no Bomber at the end of this month, forget about it, bro. That's all I'm saying, man. Because really, I, I, look, look, there are deficiencies in this squad, but I think midfield is everything. Like it's it's been everything for the last ten years, right? Yeah, if we're being totally honest. Um, uh, the only thing I'd say is Ten Hag will know that this is shit, right? There's been managers that will look at this and say, yeah, no, this is calm. Like, this is this is calm. Ollie. Yeah, Oli. <laughs> like, they'll say, like, this is calm or whatever, and they it's, it's going to be fucked for time. Ten Hag can see that this is fu- fucking shit. Now, the only fucking shit thing about that is who he, use, who he tries to address this issue with. So, okay, so that's Seb, no, well, no, that. fresh I, from Merseyside. I'm not worried at all yet, right? Okay, because we started last season pretty bad and we got better in it. Like it's whatever, and it's early in the season. I want to see a lineup of Casemiro, Kobe Mainu, Mason Mount, Bruno Fernandez on the right, Rasmus Hoyland up top, Marcus Rashford on the left. I want to see that lineup play, right? Nice. If if we play that team and we are dog shit with that team. Then, <laughs> then alarm bells need to start ringing because either all these players are garbage or the coach is garbage. Either way, we're in big trouble. 
I think, but that uh, team, I think based on what Ten Hag is trying to accomplish with the style of play, on paper should be a good team. So sorry, I, I missed it. What's what's the differences in the team you're talking about from the one that he would you'd think he'd want to play to get the best out of the team? So the team, so like obviously the team now is Casemiro, Mount, Bruno, Anthony, Rashford, Garnacho. So the team I'm suggesting, um, Kobe Mainu comes into that team next to Casemiro in midfield. Uh, Bruno Fernandez moves out to the right wing. Mason Mount co- goes as a more offensive type midfielder between the lines. Rasmus Hoyland is our focal point as a striker and Rashford goes back to his best position on the left. So you have two midfielders in like Mainu and, and Mount and um sorry, two midfielders in Mainu and Mount that are mobile, compress. Then you have Mainu and, and Casemiro who are good in duels or like good to reasonable in duels. You have Mainu who's good in the first phase, receiving, progressing. You have two dynamic goal threats in your front three and then you have Bruno who's like one of the best chance creators in the world. On paper, would you agree that sounds like a good team? Yeah. Yes, I I do. I just, yeah, I do, man. So what I'm saying is if if our coach is a good coach, and I believe that he is, with that personnel, he should be able to get us playing good football. If we do not, then I'll be worried. We ain't seen that bad boy till probably what, December? Yeah, mate. Um, I think he said. I think he said we'll be back in October. Yeah. Okay. So he said like Kobe. Kobe's been out for like how long now? About about a month. Yeah. When was the Arsenal game? When was the Real Madrid game? Real Madrid yeah. game would have been about a month ago. Yeah, about, about a month ago. Weeks. Yeah. So let's say Kobe's out for maybe another six weeks. He's come back in October. Mm. Um, Hoyland should be back if not by Forest by Arsenal. Cool. So let's say by October, if we're not playing good football then I'll be worried. But where are we in the league in October? That's also an issue. We're talking at mid-table with Chelsea, man. Okay, let's say, all right, we play Newcastle and Chelsea back-to-back. Actually, no, actually, we play Man City. Man, I think Man City is our 10th game of the season. We play them in October. Jesus Christ. Listen, let me read the next few fixtures. At home against Nottingham Forest. Wait, even start from the start, bro, because Wolves has been our bogey team. Then you straight off. Let me let me read. So Wolves at home, Spurs away, home against Forest, Arsenal away, uh, home against Brighton, Burnley away. Oh shit! (laughs) Crystal Palace at home against Brentford, away against Sheffield United, at home against Man City will take us to the 29th of October. What are they trying to do to us, man? Mainu and 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 Hoyland should be back by then. So mm. ten ge- ten games into the season, if we're in sixth place, that's not a disaster. Do you, would you yeah. agree? There's still twenty eight games left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a third of the season. There's still two thirds left. Yeah, yeah. So if we could, if we could, if we could get into like those ten, if we could escape those ten games or those yeah. nine games before Man City, and we're still, let's say, two three points within like the top four, then. <laughs> this sounds terrible, wouldn't it? That sounds terrible, but I don't think that's a disaster. I don't think that's it's a disaster. I don't think it's happening. That's my issue. I don't well, you think we'll be By game week 10, you think we'll be more than three points out, out, out of the top four? I think six. Yeah. I think, six. I, I, think, I, think, I think 10 points. <laughs> 10 points. That means we've just... hardly picked up any points in them nine games. <laughs> it won't yeah. be ten. It'll be, I think, five or six. 
a five or six. I think the others are gonna they're gonna put, pick up some wins. City, Arsenal going clear. I think Liverpool. Um, and then it's a question of who, who's the fourth one. Mm, okay, oh, maybe, maybe we could be three points. Maybe we could be three points. I need to see. I need to see. Sorry. Newcastle. Newcastle. Mm. Yeah. I need to. Hey, I listen, need to. Hey, hey, I, I, at the end of the season, I need that gap to be closed, man. I don't want to be doing this thirty-nine points and shit anymore. If Rasmus Hoyland is not good, we are fucked. No, <laughs> he's not good. Yeah, I, he... I'm putting in a transfer for United, bro. Get get me on a ten-day, man. Whatever, bro. Because <laughs> if Hoyland no... is not good, we are in big trouble. You guys actually don't understand what I'm saying right now. We are in trouble. No, bro. are we, brother? We fucking understand exactly what you're saying. <laughs> we understand you a hundred and ten percent, my guy. My my, my 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 copium is that hopefully Ahmad comes back from injury and somehow forget Ahmad, bro. Forget Ahmad, <laughs> <my God. laughs> My guy, bro. My guy, bro. If I hear his name again, bro, I'll put him on a shelf. still talking about, you know, that players that you have so much. Forget Ahmad, my guy. Forget Forget Ahmad, bro. If he comes back from injury and for that's my copium that he's that the options are so bad and Ahmad gets a chance. And like, because listen, like, bro, listen, no, 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 let's be real though. Like, we shouldn't forget Ahmad because last season we was playing a game in the Europa League against Sheriff Tiraspol. And Ten Hag randomly decided to give Alejandro Garnacho a start after he played no minutes all season. And he bored yeah. out and ended the season as one of our most important players. So, shit can happen, innit? Like, guys could take their chances. We just need some good I'm, luck. Like, man, need to have Yeah, so, but, but you have to remember at that point, um, Sancho went to the mountains. It was Beeford, Ronaldo, Ma- Marshall was injured in that. So, unless Ronaldo we started get... that game. Ronaldo played up front in that game. Oh yeah! Oh no! That, that was like the fifth. That, that was like the fifth Europa League game. Um, yeah, Ronaldo. Yeah. Ronaldo assisted Garnacho against Sociedad in the next game. Yeah, the sixth one. But I feel like at that point Ronaldo was like trying to get his way out of of, of the team. But we weren't that. We didn't have that many options in terms of. Uh, what I'm top. trying to say is, at that point, at the start of the season, for example, Anthony Alanga was ahead mm. of Garnacho in the pecking order. That yeah. was a game that kind of where Garnacho came and took Elanga's corners, essentially. Yeah. yeah. That game, the Sociedad, you know and then I think he bowled out against he bowled out against Aston Villa in the League Cup, and then by that point, Ten Hag was like, "Yeah, scored the goal against Fulham." By that point, Ten Hag was like, "Yeah, I can rely on this kid now." Bro, we, need, yeah. we need to sell, we need to sell Sancho and buy another striker right now. That needs to uh, be bro, I, I would do I that love, tomorrow. I, 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 love, I love I love this. I love this element of football fandom. Just talk about things that are not gonna happen. Things that are absolutely not we, we actually happen. do that every single day as well. We, on, on Twitter, that's all we This is elite. No, no, it's the copium. You need to say it because <laughs> if you if you say it, you kind of believe it and you can feel good. Like you can feel good. Man, for like, a while. You know who we should sign. Endorphins start kicking in. It's like, what, what if it does happen? Fam. I'm talking about two and many. Be for real. And I was a big player in this game until we were having an argument about Mount and then Jeff was like, you lot keep talking about some fucking Kakaret. We ain't signing no Kakaret. We ain't signing no Kakaret, man. We're not. We're not. 
We need to be serious sometimes. We need to be serious sometimes. People mention they mentioned the thickest names from France. I'm like, bro, we're not signing these guys, man. Like, that's not our heritage. Like, rooms are coming. We need to sign Ezekiel Balaguata the third. Played in Ecuador. Should I tell you the worst thing about that? I'm sure that's what it is. Should I tell you the worst thing about that is that we'll all go on YouTube and get, we'll buy in. We'll buy, we'll buy the shops now. Now we're saying, yeah, we need to sign this guy, I need to apologize. I need to apologize to you guys for Malo Gusto as well. I got everyone drinking the Malo Gusto Kool-Aid. It was fruit. And when we don't sign it, we're all pissed, man. We're like, ah, shit. We're all fuming, right? But the worst thing about it, we actually had a chance to sign That was my future. That was my fucking future. And to be fair to you, Reeves, I think it was- We was in for him, though. We was actually trying. We we rang yeah, your agent as a baby. We begged. We begged. You know, I tried to tell him to wait, but I said, fuck off, man. Yeah, but it's Chelsea. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I think the only difference with Ahmad on the right is that the politics of how much he spent on Anthony means that he's going to ride Anthony to the We might need to fight an argument. We might need to and not because he's not a good coach, but like we need to bring in someone that doesn't feel obligated to place <laughs> Anthony about. But bro, how much money did Chelsea spend on Mikhailo Mudrik, bro? Yeah, oh, yeah. Pochettino is starting him over some nineteen-year-old kid from like Northampton's right. academy, bro. Like, right, right, right. It's so it's so true, and that, that's the that's what you need the manager to do. But the thing is, if Mikhailo Mudrik was Pochettino signing, he's starting him. Who would be playing him? He would be he starting every single game because you're tied into the success of that player, right? And when you go next time to ask for some money, that's who they'll point to when they say they ain't giving you no money. They'll be like, well, well look we at Jonathan Crawford start- with man like Harry Maguire, Aaron Wan right. Like those guys never got dropped until like Oli got fired. And but this is where he managed to work his way back into the team or whatnot. But like, but at least they got dropped. People- uh, uh, bit Arsenal, I mean, sorry, um, fucking managers need to be more ruthless because if, if you don't drop him, this person will cost you your job. We've seen it happen. So it's either it's either you or him. <laughs> you need to you need to make a decision. And yeah, yeah maybe next se- next next season or in the summer, you might not get all the money you want because they'll point to that signing. But you'll still be in a fucking job if you get it right, right. <laughs> right. Like if, if you don't fucking sack this guy, and this guy keeps putting up these stinkers. You're gone. And he'll be here, bruv. So, mm. like, yeah, man, they, they, managers need to think about that, man. They do, they do. But so that's that's the current state of affairs. I'm like you, Reams. Two games in is too early to be like alarm bells, like people saying Ten Hag got to go. The guys who didn't want Mount are like, this is what we told you. Cetera, you know why I'm not worried, though, Morel, is because there's a lot of doom and gloom around this team two, two game weeks in. But it's copium because. I see that there's players that we have in our squad already that can help us with some of our issues. Right. It's, so it's not like... I've said it. There's players... Facts. Like, is injured. Yeah, sorry, not Hoyland is injured. Mano's injured. Um, Amad is... Hannibal should like, be getting some minutes. Hannibal should be getting, getting minutes. There's players in the squad. There's guys in the squad that you can play right now and our, just, our football would improve. It's like, bro, we've seen this happen at many teams. Like, it happened last year... We were struggling for some. We were struggling for some dynamism and shit like that. Rashford was playing up front. We had Sancho and Anthony on the wings. We inject Garnacho into the team, and and he made an impact. Like so, bro. Mm. Man can't say it can't happen. Man can't say Ahmad won't come. In, can't make it in. Hannibal can't make it in. But we've seen it happen last season. You know what I'm saying? I also, so, saw, 
also saw three weeks ago us play at a better level preseason. Of course, preseason, but we're still in preseason mode. You only get out of preseason mode in the next like three, four. At the end of August, start of September is when you're, you're you start your legs start working or whatever. So for now, these are still technically in the like in in the in the play, in the players like physical cycle still kind of preseason or whatever. So three weeks ago, we did see us play at a high tempo and play to the standard that Ten Hag wanted against Arsenal. Right, right again, so we and we also have seen the very, very high level when we played Barcelona last year. So, there is the team has a high level, right? The issue is the consistency of that high level, right? Mm-hmm. And when, when that high level shows up, because we've seen it before, and that's mm-hmm. the only saving grace, I guess. Fair enough, you know, like even last season, I was never the highest on the team, I just don't like how we set the team up and then getting Mount to double down where I feel that didn't ever address the core issues that we had. Um, yeah, it's all it rests on the kids, man. We, we, we're waiting on a bunch of teenagers to come in and save our season, man. Just, but, yeah. just like the last. Hey, ten, bro, I, I seen Barcelona ten. start a sixth form student the other day. I saw that he's a hooper. Hey, you not saw that, right? I, yeah, I, I yeah, think sixteen-year-olds have no business on a professional football pitch. I'll be real. <laughs> my point is, <laughs> Hannibal is not sixteen; he's twenty years old. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, Right, yeah. do you know why I don't mention him? I don't think Ten Hag's gonna give him a goal, man. I don't think yeah. he's like, man, man was playing PL2, like, he, he, he don't have a chance. It's crazy, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's, and this is this is the thing, like, you're going out for Ryan Graven Bear or whatever, cool, like, you know him from Ireland. Bro, they are the same player. You've got yeah. good players in your you what got the hell does Graven Bear offer that Hannibal doesn't, bro? Like, they are literally the, 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 the positives they provide are That's literally the same. Hannibal's better defensively, let's have that right. Hannibal's yeah, yeah. better defensively as well. Yeah, this is my no. issue, though. Hannibal can actually win the ball, man. He's watching Hannibal, and he's still coming to these conclusions. That's worrying, man. That's an issue, man. That's worrying. So what, we can't trust his eye at all. Like, And, yeah, this is what, like we said, we wanted a coach, like a trainer coach who knows players, knows skill sets, and can get the best out of players. And we're seeing players in the squad who have the abilities to solve the problems we have, not getting a go. The politics of football means that Mason Mount's getting this whole season. I think even if Mano comes into midfield, Mason Mount is starting. There's going to be a spot on the pitch for Mason Mount yeah. somewhere. That's I the politics of football. I think the problem with Ten Hag is that the way he just buys into players is weird. So, like for example, like per I think it was Per Leshy came on as a sub, yeah, but he was not getting any minutes. So, but 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 he got minutes as a sub one time in like some random game. He, 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 he played well, and then ever since then, he was actually getting in, into squad and then getting sub appearances. So I was like, is, is it is, all it took was 20 minutes in some nothing yeah, game yeah, for yeah. you to suddenly get, and it's and it's and it's so weird. And uh, like we've seen it with so many players as well, where his trust can go from zero to 100 or, or vice versa. It's just really weird because now he, he now he doesn't even want. McTominay to smell the pitch, and then this this time last season, Casemiro couldn't start over. McTominay. It's weird though because McTominay McTominay is was actually one of like he was actually all right during preseason as well. I don't think he yeah. should play, but like he was better it's, than Casemiro during preseason. The meritocracy of like how you perform, getting new minutes. It's a bit. It's quite unclear to be honest how how he works it out. But yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye on this as we always do on Muga. Um, I'm going to go on to a bit more serious topic, and a bit more, probably the biggest topic that's been in the background for the last 18 months or so. A statement that came out from the club today at 3pm. Let me just read it out. 
Manchester United has concluded its, its internal investigation into the allegations made against Mason Greenwood. Our process commenced in February 2023, following all charges against Mason being dropped. Throughout, we have taken into account the wishes, rights and perspective of the alleged victim, along with the club's standards and values, and sought to collate as much information and context as possible. This has required us to proceed with sensitivity and care to obtain evidence not in the public domain, including from those with direct knowledge of the case. Based on the evidence available to us, we've concluded that the material posted online did not provide a full picture and that Mason did not commit the offences in respect of which he was originally charged. That said, as Mason publicly acknowledges today, he made mistakes which he is taking responsibility for. All those involved, including Mason, recognised the difficulties with him recommencing his career at Manchester United. It has therefore been mutually agreed that it would be most appropriate for him to do so away from Old Trafford, and we will now work with Mason to achieve that outcome. So um, the kind of undercurrent of the club for the last 18 months has finally come to some resolution. Um, yeah, Seb, you've come off mute. W- what are your thoughts? Do you know what? You're reading that back, right? Um, so like, actually, firstly, you know, uh, glad that United eventually came to this conclusion. Okay. Seb went on mute. Elijah Reams. Um. Yeah. I. Th- I think they came to the. They came to the right um conclusion there, and um, yeah, man. I mean, to 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 be honest, in terms of the facts of the case and things like that, um. I'm. I'm not gonna speak about it. Um. I just think the way the club has ha- handled this from top to bottom has been absolutely perfect. Um. Even the way <clears throat> that, even the way that that they had to U-turn, and the reason why they had to U-turn is because they essentially pissed off a journalist at the Athletic, and he basically just stuck it on them. And because of the way he stuck it on them, and the way that they released the statement. Um, that's the reason why that um, they're eventually having to U-turn. Um, they delayed the decision from before the season started um, to it was supposed to be they, apparently it might have even dragged into September if not for the backlash yeah. that they received last week. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just been... wasn't it? It was it was quite like Adam Crafton, to name the journalist, was quite comprehensive in the information he'd collated, yeah. his engagement with people at the club and also with fans. Um, and I think off the back of that, if they didn't know already how the people felt, it made it painfully clear. Um, Reem, I want to come over to you um quickly because you're someone who's been pretty vocal from from the start. Um how how are you feeling today with with, with this news and this decision? I feel like they came to the correct decision in the most embarrassingly wrong way they could have done it. Like, they've come out of this looking terrible after making the right decision. So, this has just been a long, embarrassing chapter in a long, a longer, even more embarrassing chapter in Manchester United's history. So, I'm glad he's gone. That's cause for celebration. He doesn't deserve to flip and play for the biggest club in the world. He doesn't deserve that, like whatever in it. He doesn't even deserve to play football, really. But we know he's going to. That's life in it. That's how these guys get away with stuff. But it's just another example, and it's a, and it's an example now of how terribly run this club is. And it's an example now that everyone can't joke about. Like you know what I mean? Like if it's poor transfers or 
old toilet, the 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 the, the toilets are leaking, the roof is leaking in the toilet. Like everyone are like when we say like mm. these are examples of how badly the club is run, man will laugh at us in it, but like this right. is serious, people can't laugh. So they'll see how just incompetent the leadership is at this club. And hopefully this can help e- expedite change. But yeah, that's that's my thoughts on it. Gum, rest in piss to that guy as well. But you could piss off, but you should go play in Uzbekistan or something and in front of chickens and <laughs> mice and shit. Yeah, yeah uh, sorry, sorry, lads. Uh, yeah, I had to dip off quickly. But yeah, as I said, heard everything you said. You lot said totally agree. Cool, thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's it's been a crazy eighteen months because it's kind of been bubbling in the background. And being honest, I thought that. <clears throat> his talent would allow him a second chance at the club just because what, what we know about the business of football, like Reem's mentioned, like... It this almost is did, bro. That's the worst thing. It almost did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, we all uh, predicted it. Yeah, yeah. I think you're, you're, you're so right in saying that they came to... The, their hands were forced, and even in the wording of the statement, um, their hands were forced. And obviously, that we're seeing rumours about a loan... Um, before a sale, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there's still an element of trying to get some profit out so, of. See, when I listened to your statement when you was reading it back, yeah. yeah, it did sound like they were leaving the door slightly ajar. You know, that's why as well. I was, in my, I was thinking that in my head. I was like, this is not a clear cut, cutthroat statement that is needed. Like you are slightly trying to leave the door oh, ajar. What we can Every, see, all their wording is very clever. Like they, the way they very word clever. Things, like, very like he can look, yeah, I was thinking that because I read it, but I didn't really, I was like, okay, yeah, it's gone, whatever. But hearing you read it, I was like, hmm, some of the wording in there is not as clear cut as it should be. Um, I think, um, cause so there, so there, there were two statements released between the club and then what, Richard Arnold said in his open letter and quite frankly what Arnold said in the open letter to try to he tried to essentially make the case of why they thought they'll be able to bring it back it was actually just quite despicable to to be to be honest um and it's just in like you said before it's just indicative of all the things that is wrong with the club the decision making has been terrible even just even just fucking up a simple thing with like a relationship with a journalist is bad. Even the internal process, they said they will talk to key stakeholders. Yeah, they had. Yeah, yeah, they had to delay it to speak to those key stakeholders. Um, the fact that the internal process was dealt with only by inter- internal people who would only think about how this would best serve United. So obviously, this is to them a hundred million pound asset. They're, they're they're not even looking at. Greenwood as a person they're just looking at him as an asset and they said at the end of the day um his talent might be worth more to us than the fact of what he done which was downright ghastly so I mean like we said this is something that can't can't be joked about but it is exactly the reason why we have been complaining about the club the decision making the, the lack of care the lack of foresight it's just evident in everything that they've done and the, the fact of the matter is even if they did want to bring, bring bring it back the fact that they have fumbled doing that is just shows how bad they are at their job like they they are just there's not one aspect of their job that they have done correctly in this whole thing they would they they leaked a whole timeline of when they were going to bring greek greenwood back to then push it back and then and then it left a whole 
it left the whole chasm of fans and media and everyone were waiting to see what, what, what is happening with this big case. And it essentially fucked their decision in what they want to do because they couldn't even get their internal investigation right. It's just, yeah, I mean, yeah, the it's, fact... It's, it's, the, the, the word for it is just a shit show, isn't it? From yeah. Top, top to bottom. An absolute and, show. like, it's good that Greenwood has gone, but the fact, the fact of the matter is Richard Arnold is still going to be there, John Myrtle, and even Eric, Eric Ten Hag, um, apparently they were in support of this decision to bring him back. So, I mean, yeah, it's just... It's, it, it's just a gleam into the nasty business of football, really. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ag- agreed. Couldn't have said it any better than the three of you did. Um, let's finish up with some listeners' questions, gentlemen. Um, <clears throat> first one is from Rudy Kinsella. Rudy. Rashford aside, which of our wide players will register the most GA this season? I think if I think if you play Malasia left wing, it's gonna be Anthony, isn't it? And it's gonna be like nine, like six goals and three assists. The reason Matthew, why I'm struggling to answer this question is because I don't even know if by season's end any of them men are gonna be our starting right winger. By season's end, oh. it could be like it could be Bruno or Mount. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it, so, yeah. it could be Amart. It could be Pelleshri as well. Right. Yeah, come on, Elijah. <laughs> come on. I think Pelestri's gone. You know, I think he's gone. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's going on, on loan. But... Even against Spurs, he looked bright, man. Pelestri goes has... alone to a Premier League. Pelestri goes alone to a Premier League team. Yeah, I want to bet that he leaves this season with more goals and assists than any of our other right wingers. Sancho, oh, Sancho and Anthony. Yeah, I, I, I think it'll be funny to see how much goals and assists. Elanga and Palestri end the season with. <laughs> yeah, Elanga already got an assist, doesn't he? From uh, yeah. first yeah. Arsenal, so he looks what he looks ready, man. He greyhounds fast as hell, man. Um, I'd go to Anthony just by virtue of playing the most, probably. Yeah, but even that guy with his injuries and that thing, there's another thing that's hanging over his head. That's the well. new, mm-mm, yeah, yeah. So that could be the new. Um, unmentionable, so who knows with that one, but yeah, cool. So, I don't think we came to a consensus there in terms of we are not going to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> this is dire, man. My word. Um, next one is Oi3010. <laughs> not even a question. I'm sorry, I don't have it in me to tune in this week. <laughs> Got nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that? Put, put, put that in. Put that in. The chat. I need to laugh at him on the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna lose my job. Uh, cool. Next one is from Assad XGH. Considering who are in inverted commas best attacking players are, has ETH sacrificed to become a high transitioning team, and can it work? If not, should there be a change in tactic? Lastly, what the hell is with these second half performances? after missing chances in the first. So, a bunch of questions. So, the first one is, has ETH sacrificed to become a high-transitioning team, considering who our best attackers are? Our best uh, attackers work... Oh, in fact, yeah, 
our best attackers work best in transition. I was about to say, but Anthony, but then I really realised he's really not. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So they, they work their best in tra- transition, and that's pretty much what he said in the summer when he when he made those comments. He said, based on the players we have and the history of United, <laughs> we're, we're going to become a transitional team. Which, I mean, it's a fair assessment to make, but I mean, you could hope to add some strings to your bow there, mate. But yeah, history of the club. Uh, and can it can it work? Is the next question with the right players, yeah. But with this, can it work with the personnel we have? Even then, with, with the right players, with because we've got we've got the players to make it work. If we make it work, is another question. Yeah, I feel like, for example, someone like Hannibal instead of Mount in that role is mm. perfect. But of course, um, he's quite young and he's not really trying to test it at the highest level in terms of. Um, for you, 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 United, um, but like you said, there's Hannibal, there's Manu, there's Ahmad, like there's even Hoyland to come back. Even Martial in his cameo the way he came on, it was just like that's not what a striker should be. But there were aspects where I'm thinking we missed that. Um, just in terms of it was just something very sub fucking simple, like taking the ball to feet and then passing it off to another bro, man, bro. That's what. However long he was on the pitch. He moved me again that, for the twelfth time. <laughs> for the twelfth time, man. What the that's hell? What, Quite what? simply, what you just said, and literally being comfortable with receiving it in any area. Guys are hiding from receiving the ball. Like it's the fundamentals of football, man. Like guys are putting themselves in positions where you can't pass it to them, and they're wondering why we're losing. Like, it's crazy, man. This yeah, crazy. it's just like it's just things like that. I'm just like, yeah. I mean, and then the second half performances. I can't even lie. I just don't like these players, man. I can't even lie to you. Like, just their mentality. It, it, like, this is not something that's that's just happening under Ten Hag. Hey, this listen, yeah, all, pre- all, all pre-season, yeah. <laughs> I was gassing up United and like, yeah, what? We're winning the league. Like, that's, <laughs> do you know, do you, you know, you know, there's bare man that are just pussies on Twitter, innit? Like, they don't yeah, like, yeah. put no expectation on their team. Oh, we can't compete, all that shit. So I decided this, this pre-season, I'm just going to do the complete opposite. I'll just be like mad deluded, innit? <laughs> right? But yeah, we're making a run at the Champions League, everything, yeah. When that first lineup landed against Wolves, and I saw it, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't keep it up. I had to break character. This team fucking sucks. Oh my God, bro. This team is so fucking meaty, bro. Look you at that fucking front three on that midfield. Do you know what's crazy, yeah? I think we were all getting caught up in it because we assumed we'd get more signings in and we were getting rid of guys who plagued us for years, right? And then when it's that, that, that days when we signed Hoyland and right. Dean Henderson and Maguire and McTominay was right. going and we're doing hella maths. Like, hold on, we might even have more money to get even more, even more and players. Like, Italian like, brother, what's his name? Alfredo Spatula. He was dropping United uh, news uh, every Pedula. week. Pedula. Uh, he had me yeah. gassed. Like, Fuck Fabrizio. This is the new guy out of Italy right now. <laughs> this is the new guy. This is the new guy. He's but then... not mentioned United in three weeks. He's frozen. <laughs> bro, he's divested. It happens to everybody. Bro, yeah. my FFP spreadsheet. Yeah, we've just been losing money for the past two weeks, bro. It's just been going down. We're in the red <laughs> right now. In the spreadsheet in weeks. And you know what's man's crazy? Gonna have to yeah. add, man, man's gonna have to add five hundred thousand from Noam Emiran to to, 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 to the spreadsheet. Do you, know, do, you know what's crazy? do you know what's crazy? Yeah, 
because we've we've lived this for probably the last ten years. You know that um James Franco gift first time. This yeah. is not our first fucking time. <laughs> like this is not our first time. When are we gonna divest from this club? Because they do it to us every summer, every single summer. We get caught up in, yeah, this is the summer where we saw it out. And I think you said it multiple times this summer, Reams. Like, every time we look like we're just round the corner to becoming a competent team again, we make, like, a stupid midfield signing or a stupid defender. And it's never, like, small money. It's money that's going to, like, hamstring you. Like, next summer, they say we can't get a midfielder because we spent 60 million on Mount this season. So we're going to have to have Mount for another. It's every single time this club gets close, we, we make the, the wrong move, seemingly. Um, next one is from Chilwashere. Given that United seem to get bumped every transfer window, who's the best sell finesse they have made to another club? Ah, oh, the Daniel James. <laughs> oh. How much did we get for Daniel James? 25 mil. Brother. Yeah. That yeah, is what a it looks good like. Drink. Yeah, 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 That's a good drink. That's I... a good drink, man. Because Would you rather him or Anthony? Needs... Would you rather him or Anthony? Ah, yeah, James, though. <laughs> DJ in this team is cooking something. Definitely like, no, more no, than I, 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 can't, I can't lie. I hate Anthony, but that's too far. Like, Daniel nah, James, yeah, James, James went from a starter to Manchester United to starting a championship within two years. <laughs> like, he's quite terrible. Let's, let's have it right. Oh, no, he is absolutely horrendous. But, brother, I don't <laughs> know. For me... Bro, he was on loan at Fulham and their fans despised him. Bro... He, he he's actually so bad. Like he's genuinely terrible. I, I think Anthony's better than him. Let's call it. You don't remember the Dan James era? Oh no, I remember it. But at least Jap- Dan James is fast. I can't even lie. That these are the standards I have for 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 for, for Anthony. Like mm, no redeeming is, quality. He has no redeeming qualities to me, bro. That's the thing. Like. He is so poor. He's actually such a poor player. It's crazy. Oh. Let's 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 keep it moving. I want to bang these questions out, and then we can hopefully watch Arsenal lose. Um, Iotech two three seven. Is there a world in which Anthony and Mount become good? I'm of the view that the success failure of both signings will ultimately determine Ten Hag's future at the club. Are you Anthony has no time. Mason Mount was a good player. Let's have it right. Mason Mount was a good player. He's just a bad fit for this team. Anthony would be a bad fit if you sent Anthony to flip in. Harborview United or like Portmore FC, like he'd be a bad fit there as well. Like Lion City <laughs> Taylors, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lion City Taylors, any of these Portmore FC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I, I agree with Matt. He's a, objectively a good footballer. Man's got to get kicked out of the country if he was at Portmore FC. I'm telling you that right <laughs> now. But... <laughs> Next one from ZS underscore London sends a question every week. Who's got more lives, Luke Shaw or a cat? Oh, bro, Luke Shaw, the amount of lives Luke Shaw has had in this team. Bro. We out on Luke Shaw again. I've seen this movie <laughs> seven times. Um, seven time. I've seen this movie. Uh, oh, my like, God. This is like Home Alone on Christmas. I've seen this movie so much time. Bro, <laughs> you know what, though? Do you know what? He has to do so much to get back in the good books. But one bad performance. And people are like, yeah, you are who I thought you were. Yeah, good. Oh, good. Nah, <laughs> man. That, that's time, good. Time, that is good. Because first yeah. of all, yeah. He ain't been the same since Saka cooked him last season, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, it's just, it's just 
things like that. The, re- the worst thing about Shaw, yeah, he, there's no reason for him to be like this. There's actually no reason for him to be like this. Mm. And that's what pisses me off because there's no footballing reason for you to be like this. But sometimes he just doesn't care. I can just see it. He just doesn't care. And he Bro, knows there was position. There was, there was times in the last game, yeah, like as a fullback, and this is what fucking does my head in, right? I know Ganacho's playing well, and Rashford, Ganacho, Martial, Martial less so, but even like uh, Depay for a bit or whatever, have suffered with this thing where Luke Shaw sometimes refuses to make their life easy, right? He'll pass the ball to them, and instead of him looking for the overlap, which opens up space, bro will just chill. Or he'll just like, you know how Luke Shaw basically, when he passes the ball, watch his movement, yeah? And you're going to laugh next time. He 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 moves like somebody's control pad's been unplugged. So he'll just like do some like random back and forth thing or whatever. And he'll just look like he's floating in like midair. Like instead of him to make quick actions, either overlap, either invert, whatever you want to do to go hold your, um to go and help or whatever, half of the times he'll do it, half of the times he won't. And that's the literally the, the, the difference that when he's good, he's doing it all the time. He's overlapping. He's you know he's cutting he's cutting the ball back. He's creating chances. When he's this type of Luke Shaw, that's just like chilling and not really doing anything. He's he's not switched on. He's in second gear, bro. He's one of the worst one of the worst left backs, man. And that level again is like the team. It's like the team level. It's like we can be a fucking sick team one day, and the other day you don't know who we're gonna get. And that's actually the level of most of our players. Sick one day, shit the other day. It's fucking crazy, bro. Bro, we need Malasha back. Not even to play, just so sure. No, just sure. Uh, yeah, man. Like that's like. I, where's I Fernandez, think, man? I know that guy can't defend, but where is he, bro? bro? I think it's bonkers that our starting left back has to be looking over his shoulder to perform well. That's why I that, that that's why like I just stopped with the all the short prop because I was like. I can't keep doing this. Like you're making me look crazy like eight times a season. I can't, I can't. Nah, man, it's, it's, it's insane. Rashford, he's in here. He scores. Marcus Rashford. So I'll let you guys go. Enjoy the rest of your yeah, man. I'm down the road. I can hear. 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 Sell her parts. I'm gonna tell it. Um, lad, that's always a pleasure. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Sports Social Podcast Network.